We are uh, um, still, uh, believe it or not, still working through uh, uh, recovering, believe it or not, from uh, the uh, pandemic or whatever we want to call that. But uh, uh, so we, we apologize that we don't have children's ministry in the 8 a.m. at this time, but we do have children's ministry in the 10 a.m. If uh, you can spread the word out there to people and if they have little ones, we have everything for them, but it's at the 10 a.m. And uh, so we apologize for not having that for you here today. But children are welcome in this service too, of course. Amen. You know, we love children. Everybody say, I love kids. Yeah, praise God. And some of you are thinking, I just don't want to take them home with me. That's all I know. <laughs> Lord God. <laughs> Isn't that the great thing about being a grandparent? Praise the Lord. It's like, oh, I just love them so much. So much. Here, take them home. You know, it's like, glory to God. <laughs> no, we just love them. Praise God. If we'd known it was so fun, we'd have done that first. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, anyway, so we're in the Word of God right now. We're in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 and verse 27. Um, I am wheeling off of um, our teaching we've been talking about um, that we were created to dominate. It was the original plan of God to Adam is uh, to take dominion and to rule and to reign over those things that were here in the earth. I had mentioned that those things that were here in the earth at that time, as you know, were not people. Do you understand? And so, so those unseen things that he was to rule and reign over um, actually uh, are still here today. And so we have uh, talked about that dynamic. You could get the last couple of messages if you want to upgrade. They're all on YouTube. They're online. And you could pull those up and watch those at your convenience. Um, but but uh, we're going to have to move on. I am afraid to try and do uh, you know, any type of review again because uh, that didn't work for me last time. So I'm just going like, to forget about what I said before and you know, here we go, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, so you understand that Jesus, Jesus restored to us um, our dominion, uh, that Adam gave our dominion away, gave it to the unseen forces that he was, he was supposed to rule over and reign over, to dominate and regulate over. He turned all of that authority over to them. Time goes on. A lot of time went by, and uh, through the covenant of, uh, that was made with Abraham and, and the people of, uh, children of Israel, uh, those uh, were given a covenant of which they were able to be protected from those forces. But now Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, sat down at the right hand of the Father, and now has given us back that authority um, with and definitely with greater promises. In other words, before Adam, the first Adam, uh, you know, we were all in him. Uh, well, the second Adam, Jesus, we're now in him. And when you're in him, the son of the living God, the creator of the universe and all that there is, uh, then you have a, a reason to know that these unseen forces are in trouble now. You understand? Because when you discover your position, who you are in him, then those forces are really nothing uh, but background noise. You understand? Now he, Satan, is a worthy adversary, but it doesn't matter how worthy of an adversary he is. We still are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Do you understand? We want to talk about the things a lot of times people really get, you know, excited about the things of the devil, you know, like the mark of the beast. 
the mark of the beast. You know, it's a real deal, and you should be mindful of it, and it's in the Word, yes. But why do we emphasize the things that Satan's doing more than the things that God has already done? So, 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 yeah, it's real, and we should be mindful of it, and we should actually uh, understand the wiles of, of Satan, the Scriptures tell us, his traps, his schemes, his trickery. We should understand that, but we're not afraid of it, and we should definitely not talk about that more than the God who gave us the power we have. You understand? And so, so the greater ones in me, I'm going to talk about that. In fact, I don't know if you realize this, but there is a mark of God as well. <laughs> that trumps any mark the devil could come up with. You understand? And so, so we have the ability now with the mark of God, the mark of the Holy Ghost on us, we have the ability to go out into this world and not just uh, take care of our own business, but we can get all up in other people's business and, and free them from the business of the evil one. Because, because, listen, the evil one, he came into the garden through a natural thing. You understand? The snake, right? That was a natural thing. Incidentally, that God had just had a conversation with, with Adam about how he's supposed to dominate every creeping thing that creepeth. But yet he creepeth and didn't, Adam just stood there. And so we need to quit just standing here, church. Start driving some. Get out this garden. My garden. (laughs) And once you got your garden cleared, then you go over to the neighbor's garden. See, you've got some creeping things over here. And that's what I mean about getting in people's business. We don't want to talk about what they're doing. We don't care about People sin and mess. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about ridding them of the things that Adam was told to rid the earth of. We go over there and we start working on other people's behalf because of understanding our dominion and who we are in Christ. You get them free and you bring them in until they know how to help their neighbor too. We're devil stomping people. That's what we were born to do. To take dominion over the unseen enemies of our lives and to take control of a world that is in control of him. And Satan is called the God of this world and he rules in the children of disobedience. And so he's still coming on natural things and and creeping around. And we just have to arise to our place. There is a, a command, a demand for the church to be the church. Amen. The Bible says that all creation groans in expectation of the manifestation of the sons of Waiting in anticipation for us to arise to our positions, our places of, of dominance. Creation's begging us to take our place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some people have, have some creatures in their gardens. They have some stuff going on. So inspired by David's mighty men. 
one of those guys, he, he had a lentil patch. Lentils. I don't even like lentil soup. But apparently this man did. And he was not willing to give up his lentils to the Philistines. And he kicked him some creatures behind. I mean, he just got with it and began to whoop. I believe it was like, was it 800 or something like that? He killed one guy. I'm inspired by these things. David's mighty men. When uh, Solomon, I mean, excuse me, when uh, Absalom, rather, I'm sorry, uh, David's son Absalom took over uh, Jerusalem, took over the kingdom, which was bad, of course. Uh, They were confiding with Absalom about how they were going to attack David. And one of the advisors stood up and said, David's men are like mother bears with cubs. You might want to reconsider what you're trying. And, you know, you can imagine if you, you met David's mighty men, probably not all of them were, you know, looked quite right, you know. Because you got to know that when, when David just says, man, I sure would like a drink of water from that old, that well over there. They go, did you hear what David said? He's thirsty and he wants a specific drink of water. Without considering their own lives, they rip into the Philistine camp. Get some water. Run back to camp. Here you go. And David's got his cup of water going, are you kidding me? He said, I can't drink this. This represents your blood that you were willing to give for me to have this drink of water. Man, these guys were not afraid of anything. All they were about was the purpose of the kingdom. And we got to quit being fearful. Quit just trying to take care of us four and no more or just about me. And start recognizing your position, the authority that you have in him. And begin to expand that dominion and to help those who can't do it themselves. Because that really is what Satan is trying to possess. Is souls. The dirt ball, it's cool, but he wants lives. Because that's what he came into the garden. If he was just about the dirt ball, talking about the earth, if you don't know. If it was just about that, he wouldn't have bothered with Adam and Eve. But he wanted to take the whole human race. But his gig is up. Because Christ is now here. In the church. And this thing is exploding all over the world. Oh, you can't find this on CNN. You can't find this on MSLSD. You can't find this. They're not going to tell you that that the Iranian uh, young people are coming to Jesus. And that signs and wonders are taking place in Muslim countries. Miracles, extreme miracles in Indonesia. You know, yes, yes, the Muslim church is violent, but you know what? It's not affecting the church like they want it to because people are coming all the more as they see a church that is not afraid. 
confident. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm not afraid. Glory to God. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 27, it says there, for the scriptures say, and this is the New Living Translation, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. So this is um, actually another quote from uh, Psalm 8 um, in uh, verse 6. Let's look at Psalm 8, 5, and 6 in the New Living, New Living Translation. It says, yet you made them only a little lower than God. And, you know, in King James, it says a little lower than the angels. But New Living uh, translates it, God, as, as it actually could be translated. And crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. Everybody say, everything's under my authority. Glory to God. Now, we know that's Christ's authority. But he's giving you, he's given you his authority. So this is talking about both him, Christ, and you. You who are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, that means any person, ladies. If any person be in Christ, he or she is a new creature altogether. Remember, we've gone over this. The old you uh, couldn't be fixed, couldn't be adjusted, couldn't be tuned up. We had to do away with you and make a brand new you. So you, this new creature in Christ, are a walking orb of power and glory and authority. And we walk in the earth and we don't just have it because it's cool. We have it because we need it and because if we don't use it, there will be problems. Unexercised authority will always come around to bite you in the butt. And maybe, you know, all kinds of different places. You could be wounded. And so, so, so we must exercise our authority. We see simple illustrations of this um, in the word of God. And we, some of us have experienced it um, in our lives. And we definitely have seen it in others. That if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Another scripture says if you'll, if you'll apply enough of this pressure to the right place, that, that you will save their soul from hell. I know my mama saved my soul from hell. Yeah. I mean, my mama would whoop me with whatever was available. Most of the time, it seemed like she, most of the time it seemed like she was sweeping, you know. So I had a, uh, you know, your regular whisk broom with the straw in it saved me from hell. And uh, once, you've, once that, that wisdom has been imparted... Uh, then you don't go there uh, as much as you, you know, if you are able to receive. Yeah. And my, I, had, I had strong-willed uh, brothers who, who just did not get it. And they were beaten regularly. 
But this is simply a, uh, an illustration of, of uh, the greater is that we must exercise our authority. As much as we don't necessarily want to, uh, we as, as parents don't necessarily want to inflict pain on our children, right? We don't necessarily want to, but we know we have to. I, I can't, we have to meet them there. Listen, at two years old, you see rebellion. I see it and I just want to snatch little babies two years old, but I mean, I go to jail now. I mean, if I, I beat somebody's child at Walmart, you know, it's not going to go over real well. Pastor beats two-year-old in Walmart. <laughs> Story at 11. He can be visited at the Clark County, you know, detention center. But you see children in these young ages are like reeling and going, and, um, I would have been bald at an early age if I did that because my mom would have snatched every bit of hair that I had when I came into this world. I didn't ask for Fruit Loops. I didn't cry. I didn't fall on the ground. Why? Because my mother had established some things in my life. Go to the other section and we watch and like, now, don't get me wrong, I knew my mama loved me. Do you understand? That was never in question. It was just that my life was in danger at all times. So what, what does that do? That builds the ability, that builds the ability in the child to be able to yield to God's authority. That's how it saves you from hell, is I now understand authority, and I'm able to submit to God's authority because my parents put something inside of me. In the Old Testament, the neighbors would kill your child if you didn't control it. There was, there was, there was even more incentive. They didn't care. There was no CDC. Don't get me wrong, I understand the reason in our day why we need it. I'm not trying to say uh, that I agree with abusing children. I am not talking about that, but not disciplining your child is an abuse. Our prisons are filled because of that abuse. So we have to take our authority. I don't know how I get off on stuff like that. But do you understand the principle of un unexercised authority will always come around a child left to himself who brings shame to his mother? <sighs> We're going to get off of that. So we have to exercise authority. We must do what God's word said. And so when we see things that are not in line, listen, when sickness and disease come around, don't just yield to it and run to the doctor and say, you help me. Listen, the doctor doesn't have the help to do, deal with snakes and scorpions and the power of the enemy. Now, don't get me wrong. If you need to take something now, listen, you can do it, but just don't just lean on that alone. You're just dealing with the symptom, not the root of the problem. We get the word on it first. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just, we're just going to go. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And the Apostle Paul, this is so important, that the Apostle Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus, and he's praying this prayer for a reason. He says in, in verse 19 of chapter 1 of Ephesians, 
This is the New Living Translation. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in, heavenly, in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any rule or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. We are the church. We are who are filled with the greatness and the power of God. The same, the very same exact spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And it's this empowerment that gives us the ability to literally undo any dark force, any hellish situation. This is anything that is not in agreement with God's word. Sickness and disease, that is a violation. It is trespassing. It is lying vanities. Satan has tried to convince the body of Christ that we have to walk around with his junk just like the world does. But that is not true. That is a lie from the pit of hell because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead and conquered all of hell and all of the forces, whether it be principalities, powers, might, rulers of the darkness of this world, whatever their name is, little demon uh, Jackie, it doesn't matter what their name is. Or how powerful they are. It doesn't matter. Does not compare to the great power. That, that 2,000 years ago. Stripped them off. Listen. They were all there. They, they were stripped off. It says they stripped them off. Jesus. He stripped them off. Making a show of them openly. Embarrassing the mess right out of them. And then marched them around. <laughs> Woohoo! They're all like dang it. And now we, that power is no less powerful than the moment when that happened. That power is no less power in me today. So when I go walking around and I go, they remember. In Jesus' name. 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 Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to spend more time up here. The mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Church, we are awakening to our position. Church, we are awakening to our position that we can recognize and realize that this is the last days and we are about to get into our place that we were always intended to be in working miracles, signs, and wonders that this world, you know, they don't get it, but it should be commonplace. In so much Jesus, he said, these signs shall follow those who believe. Woof. These signs, if you are a believer and you, you don't have these signs, 
That means you just aren't believing for it and doing it. Taking your dominion. I go across the street, you know, with neighbors and talk to them and, and pray with them. I'm expanding that dominion. People say, oh, I got this rash on my hand. I say, look, I'll pray for you. And that'll, it'll go away. Would you like that? No. Freaks them out. Spooky stuff. Praise the Lord. We need to start freaking some people out. With the power and the glory of God you're carrying around. Listen, don't just carry it around for no reason. Start expanding your dominion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. So he said in Ephesians, incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Glory to God. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. This is very uh, common scripture to many of us. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. This is the Amplified. It says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And I think everybody just leaves that there. They just leave it there. Woo, Jesus, he is powerful. He's got all the power. Jesus has got all the power. But what you don't realize is when he said in verse 19, go then. He said, go then. Well, why would he say this before that if we were just going in our own power? We are going in his power and authority and rule, not just in the earth, but in heaven and in earth. And that's why, you know, if you bind, if you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever, you, what, whatever is bound in heaven is bound on earth. Whatever we decide, whatever we are declaring, listen, I'll qualify in line with his word. Whatever we allow is allowed. Whatever we disallow is disallowed. And so we are doing this in him and through him and by him. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we can see uh, that from Jump Street, what we are uh, dominating, what our dominion is to expand first and foremost is to take the gospel into um, our city, into our our communities, into our areas, our neighborhoods, into our, our workplaces, our schools, Wherever we are found that we, no matter how old you are, as a believer, are expanding this authority, we are going. Going is the opposite of staying and doing nothing. You are going. You're moving. You are filled with this authority and power. That There is, listen, I have the same power in me uh, that you have in you. Uh, so it's not, oh, I have special, special. No, no. Jesus said, I have this power. Go. All of you go. Meaning all of us have that power. There are some that are accessing better. There are some who are accessing because they have believed for it and they're moving and pushing for it. But there is no reason why you can't do the same. You see somebody walking and operating in, the, in, in their gift, in their elements, right? Uh, you want to say, oh, man, that's cool. I wish I could do that. Listen, you've got the same power. You have the same power. Everybody say, I have the same power. Woo, all, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth. Glory to God. Psalm 2. 
Psalm 2. Are we doing okay? Is everybody all right? Psalm 2, 7 through 9 in New Living, it says, The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Woo! We're talking about taking down the enemy. And give, getting the nations, taking the nations. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Certainly we can step up to take our neighborhood. Certainly we can step up and take our workplaces. Hallelujah. Will there be resistance? Will there be persecution? Will there be trouble? All those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you're looking for a smooth road in your uh, you know, endeavor to go through serpents and scorpions and all the work of the enemy, listen, we just enjoy it. We were born for adversity. We don't, we don't fail. We don't fall. We don't shake. We don't tremble. We just stand in our position, and it's just like bugs, you know, whatever. Listen, I'm going hunting, you know, whether there's flies out there or not. I like to hunt. I'm going to go out there and get in the elements. It's not a comfortable thing to do, hunting. I mean, sleep in a tent, it gets down to the, you know, 20 degrees. You know, you cut your animal open and, and you're glad that that stuff flows all over you because it's 20 degrees. You're like, oh man, that's nice and warm. Praise the Lord. Steam rolls up out of the animal. It smells bad. There's all kind of mess. Listen, that's just because that's what I like to do. And listen, we were born for adversity. So demons and trouble and challenge, we were born for it. And a brother is born for adversity. So that's why we can't just do it alone. I have to have my brother in the house. I have to have somebody that will grab hold of me when I'm in trouble. When I'm in something that seems a little deep. I got a brother that, will, that stands with me and, and will help me and hold me and love me and say, Pastor Andy, are you okay? And I'll be, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> but knowing that, it's, it's, it's weird. this is not, we are not uh, alone. In fact, it is impossible to do uh, what God's called you to do alone. We, we, it's too great, and it's, this is just his deal. This is how he made it. It, it demands a love walk. Yes. 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 It demands for us to submit ourselves one to another. That we are the body of Christ. We are the church. And this is how we overcome him, Satan. And that's why he tries so hard to divide us. That's why he works so hard, and he is skilled at bringing division. And working your wounds. Working, insulting and working your wounds. So that you um, can't find your place here. You become afraid of a relationship because of the hurt. But our dominion demands this. The war and the battle that you will face when you start doing this, you will need this right here. You'll need this. Because Satan will... Kick you off to the side. And you'll find yourself shipwrecked with no one to help you if you keep pushing away the very people God has intended for you to succeed with. And to realize that God has a plan. Praise God. And so 
And so you may not, you may not think like this man. You may not think like this person. You may not agree with everything they do or say, but you know what? I, that doesn't matter. Because this person God gave you to get information into your life and to give strength to you and impartations that you can't figure out on your own. You know, I know you're very intelligent. That's great. You're very smart. But listen, there are things you don't understand about relationships and their significance of how you get to where you're going. And God always brings key people into your life. Sometimes you don't understand the reason. And later on, if you, if you stood the test, because listen, these relationships will be challenged. Yeah, just ask anybody who's married. So significant and important relationships that Satan comes. He hates marriage. Why? Because it's too powerful. If two people walk in agreement and in love. And so this dominion I'm speaking of, it has so many facets. Uh, this being one of them, that relationship is such a, a valuable and precious resource. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all with me? And so we are exercising dominion together as the church, an entity that is actually eternal. And uh, I, I am still working on just getting glimpses of the magnitude of that, that fact, that I will spend eternity with you. And we together will rule and reign the earth for a thousand years, and then the new heaven and the new earth for eternity. And its impact, I don't know, galaxies. And we are unaware of what God has prepared for us. But we are the entity of which God will show himself to all the beings. You know, it's very difficult to understand. But it does help me to understand that we are in charge. We need to take charge and exercise our dominion while walking in love and walking together and considering each other more important than ourselves. Otherwise, we do disqualify ourselves. Does that make sense? And whatever people are going through, we do what we can to get in and help. Just simple things sometimes. You'll get it. Holy Spirit will tell you something, and you don't push that away. But it has to do with helping or loving or giving, or yeah. it's probably the Holy Spirit. The oh, they don't, they don't, that won't matter. No, no, it matters. Gentlemen, ask your wife, you know, the Holy Spirit tells you to get her flowers, and you're like, ah, she don't even like flowers. Get the flowers. <laughs> Bring her a snow cone, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to, you know. And then maybe you have a wife like mine, and she always says, no, no, no. That kind of means, yes. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the men in the room have learned the, their wife's language. I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. And, and uh, when you say, are, are you okay, honey? And she goes, yes. You know, that means not even close. 
And uh, then you supernaturally have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to help because, anyways. Because <laughs> I've gone in for the hug and she's like, you know, and get that prickly, you know, like, or not, maybe, you know, sorry, you know. So thank God for the Holy Ghost helping us, not just in our, our marriages, but helping us with all relationships. And uh, praise God. And the goodness of God leads people to repentance. In other words, people are going to see God through you. I'm discovering more and more. I know I could sit here. I'm so sorry. I've kept you so long today. But I've discovered that God is thrilled to use my body to show people what he's like. To love people. And I'm sensing it more and more when I'm talking to people how much God loves this. And looking in people's eyes, if they see in your eyes Jesus, I know we can see Jesus in his mouth, but when you look inside of his eyes, <laughs> that's a Mark Hankins joke, by the way, but uh, we, can, we can see in your eyes Jesus. They don't want to come wherever you're going. They're going to want to take me to him. How do you get this inside of you? I'll show you. Pray with them usually is the best thing to do. Pray with them right now. Don't expect it to happen at church. You do it right there at the gym, at Vaughn's, Albertson's, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself. Pray with them. Praise God. You guys are so hungry, and it's, it's such a blessing to be able to, to minister to you. I'm thanking God for uh, the, the Holy Spirit helping us and giving his supply this morning to us, that we go away with something today to consider to take dominion in what that looks like. Praise God. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what Jesus would have us to do.